0: It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Friday, Erev Shabbos, Hanukkah. Chag Urim Sameach, Afrelach and Hanukkah. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
1: I'm
2: not
3: sure
4: Some stop,
0: <laughs> there you go. J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning on this November the 29th. Today is Haftet bin November. If you're heading to school today, I know a lot of folks don't have school today, but if you're heading to school today, and if you've never heard of Haftet bin November, why November 29th is such an important day in Jewish history, make sure to ask your rabbi, ask your teacher today. Why is Haftet bin November the 29th of November? Such an important day in Jewish history. Avraim al Avram Freed with Haneros Halolo. You heard the Rockin' Chanukah medley with Sam Glazer. Lechado Di and Lechun from Except Saturday. Miami had the Kane and Regesh and Modani opening things up. And we say Happy Chanukah. Good morning. Chag Urim Sameach. HaFrey and Chanukah. On this 26th of Kislev, the second day of the holiday, it is Erev Shabbos Parshas Mikates, Erev Shabbos Chanukah. Uh, we'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. That's right. Not only do we have a Shabbos Hanukkah, but we will bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Uh, Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Tuesday and Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Tuesday and Wednesday as we get set for an amazing week. Hanukkah, Rosh Chodesh, everything that we get to celebrate together in the upcoming week. 31 degrees, 25 is the wind chill, partly cloudy, high temperature of 39. Then tonight, clear skies, uh, low temperature of 25 degrees. And, uh, mostly Sunday for tomorrow with a high temperature of 36. Right now, Yerushalayim is at uh, 70. Tel Aviv Haifa at 68. A lot, yeah, I guess it's cooling off in Jerusalem. A lot at 77. We're at 31 with a wind chill of 25 on this Erev Shabbos Chanukah here in Jersey City at JM and the AM. I remind everybody we've got Malcolm Homeline coming up about an hour from now. Malcolm Homeline in the weekly update. There is so much concern, so much curiosity, so much, um, so much, um, anticipation in regard to the aftermath of the, uh, Iran deal with the P5 plus one. And, um, we'll discuss it all with Malcolm Homeline coming up here at JM and the AM. It'll be interesting to hear what he has to say. And we'll go through the events of this week on this Arab Shabbos Chanukah here at JM and the AM. I'm sure he'll have an amazing Chanukah message as well as he always does. That'll be coming up later on in the. Seven o'clock hour of our program about seven forty this morning. The fire commissioner of New York City is scheduled to join us. That'll be about eight forty this morning. We'll discuss some of the uh, fire safety things that people need to know, especially before a big night like tonight, when there's going to be a lot going on on uh, Shabbos Chanukah and Erub Shabbos Chanukah. When it comes to flames in the home, so we'll discuss all of that coming up here at JM in the AM. 26 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. Chagurim Sameach. Happy Hanukkah to all. It's JM in the AM, and this is Safam.
1: Noe, let's
4: I have a little cradle, I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, my cradle I shall play. Oh, cradle, 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 I made it out of clay. And when it's dry and ready, my cradle I shall play.
2: Hanukkah uchato, Hanukkah uchato, sidvivav sov sov so, chag simcha u la'am, mezkadol hayah sham mezkadol hayah shab, chag simcha u la'am, so, Hanukkah.
5: Chanukah, eight great days. Let's light the menorah in our window and sing Ma'oz zur to celebrate the great miracles of Chanukah. Hey, why not join us for Latkes and a Game of
4: dreidel? You're fond of me, you're,
1: fond of, you're fond of, mm-hmm. ah, I
2: Come light the manola Let's have a party We'll all dance the hola Gather round the table We'll give you a treat Treadles to play with And latkes to eat And while we shared a sweet light to remind us of days long ago. One for each night, they will share a sweet light to remind us of days long ago.
6: O ich aneke, ich aneke, a johnte war's eine, a lustig, a freilich, a nicht da, a seine,
1: alle nach und dreide und spiene.
7: Is on One little, two little, three
2: little
4: negroes, four little, five little, six little negroes, seven little, eight little Hanukkah negros and the Shamis too. I'll have you say, i I'll have The Al Haduros, the Al the Al Al the the Al the Al
2: My brother has a dreidel, he made it out of gold. He left it in the freezer, and it got very cold. <laughs>
4: It's over. I hope you had some fun. Chag Hanukkah Samedayah. Happy Hanukkah
1: and. M-
2: Pilton, the ala ala virus, the 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 ala virus, ala virus, the ala ala virus, the ala virus, the ala
0: J.M. in the A.M. from the CD entitled a "Gut Yor, that is the Chanukah medley here on a Friday, Erev Shabbos Hanukkah on this Friday morning, this Haftet bin November, November to 29th. Again, if you're heading to school today, and some people do have school today, if you're not familiar with why the 29th of November is an important date, ask your rabbi or your teacher. Why is the 29th of November an important day? 26th of Kislev, day 2 of Chanukah, On this era of Shabbos Parshas, Miketz, which is usually uh, Shabbos Hanukkah. I think one time in the 19 or 14 year cycle, it's not Shabbos Hanukkah Miketz, right? If I'm not mistaken. You never read the Haftorah for Miketz except for that off year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we explored this once on the air years ago. Uh, the month of Teves begins on Monday night, which means we'll bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh, Teves, Tuesday and Wednesday. Rosh Chodesh, Teves, Tuesday and Wednesday. Keep that in mind. 31 degrees, the wind chill at 25, 56% humidity, winds west at 6, partly cloudy, high temperature of 39. Then tonight, clear skies, low 25. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high temperature 36 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 70. Tel Aviv and Haifa at 68. A lot at 77. We're at 31 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. A special shout out to David Bodner. A special shout out to David Bodner who uh, went ahead and made some uh, delicious dreidel cake pops yesterday that he shared with the Siegel family. So a big thank you to David Bodner and uh, his uh, delicious uh, culinary abilities. Uh, really good, really good. And I'm told that if you follow him on Facebook at some point before Shabbos, those will be online for everybody to see and uh, to uh, and to be envious of. Yeah, they were delicious, let me tell you. Oh, and I also have to thank um, main event caterers. Uh, we had a discussion the other day about the latkes here on Friday morning when the fire commissioner was scheduled to call in. I don't know how many of you heard that, but <laughs> it seems to have made an impact out there. Uh, so main event caterers, uh, sure enough, uh, came through as usual and sent over some delicious latkes for us to enjoy. And I thank, um, uh, Joey and Eddie and Marty for that wonderful gesture and, uh, for letting us enjoy an air of Shabbos Hanukkah with delicious Livy vote. Coming up at a minute after 7 o'clock, and this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners' sponsored, WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Galat in the background, we are going to do our News from Israel coming up in just as a minute here at the top of the hour. A reminder, Rabbi Yudin will join us with Parshas Miketz and Erev Shabbos Chanukah at about 8.15. Malcolm, Homeline, 40 minutes from now with the weekly update. Everybody's anxious to hear what he has to say regarding Iran and other topics. We'll discuss everything you can imagine with Malcolm coming up uh, in our uh, segment entitled the weekly update here at JM and the AM. That's 7.40 this morning. Great, great music for an Erev Shabbos Khanukkah on the stream all day. From 9 a.m. until candle lighting time with a big thank you to our friends at Kedem. Everybody out there, make sure to have the stream on all day long in whatever form possible so you can head into a Shabbos Hanukkah with a big smile on your face. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio News is next. Chagurim Samer from j <laughs>
5: מצבה של האישה, בת 36, שהתמוטטה במהלך הפלה, התייצב, אח מוסיף להיות קשה. כתבתינו עמית תומר. מבית החולים נמסר כי הצליחו לייצב את מצבה של האישה שהגיעה לבית החולים לאחר שעברה הפלה במרבהה פרטית וקיבלה דום לב, אך מצבה ממשיך להיות קשה ואם הוא נשמת ומחוסר את הכרה, ככל הנריקי תוצאה מתסחיף מי שפיר, היא עוברה ליחידה לדיפולים רץ כללי להמשך ניטור צמוד של הצוות הרפואי. בית משפט השלום בירושלים ידון בשעה 3 בערכת מעצרם של ארבעת החשודים בעידוי האבנים לעבר הרכב בו שעתה אביגייל בן ציון אמש. כתבנו יותם ברגר מוסר כי בשיחה עם גלי צהל יחיש אביו של אחד החשודים את הקשר של בנו למסים. אך משטרה אומרים החשודים כשרו עצמם למעשה בחקירה. בעיראק נמצאו גופותיהם של 18 גברים, כתבתנו שרון פולוור. גופותיהם של הגברים נמצאו סמוך לעיירה סונית בצפון בגדד כמה שעות לאחר חטיפתם על ידי חמושים של שומדי צבא. מוקדם יותר היום הראו סמוך לבירה שני פיגועים בהם נהרגו ארבעה. בסוכנות הידיעות AP נכתב כי רצף התקריות מזכיר את ימיה הגרועים ביותר של המלחמה הדתית בעיראק בין הסונים והשיעים. ההסכם עם אינו מאוזן ומלא בביטורים. כך נכתב במאמר המערכת של עיתון הוושינגטון פוסט. עוד ניתן כי ההסכם שבו תמך נשיא ארצות הברית אובמה בין איראן למעצמות אינו מונע למעשה מאיראן להשאיר אורניום ולהגיע לפצצה במהרה. של האקונומיסט הבריטי לעומת זאת נכתב, מדובר בהסכם הטוב ביותר שניתן היה להגיע אליו, והוא פותח עידן חדש במזרח התיכון. ראשת ממשלת תאילנד, יינג לק אומרת, לא נקיים בחירות מוקדמות. זאת על רקע המחאה ברחובות נגדיו ונגד מפלגת השלטון. הלילה שרדה ברוב גדול ממשלת התאילנדית הצבעת אי-מון, אך ברחובות התחדשו ההפגנות. בשיחה עם ה-BBC הוסיפה הממשלה, לא עתיר לצבא להפעיל אלימות נגד המפגינים simultaneous the news that Amu arrived to play in the final of the tournament in Bucharest to the Cazafon Butal, therefore the news continues to אבל a sad story. The article was written by Elad Argilran. The weather is sunny for the rest of the
2: week, but the heat מחר התחממות קלה וטמפרטורות תהיינה ממותעות בעונה. התחלת השבוע הבאה שוב התחממות ניכרת, התייבשות וטמפרטורות גבוהות מהרגיל.
5: אלה החדשות שערך טל מוסקוביץ' בצוות ליא אמרם אילת ושירי ארן. שבת שלום וחג חנוכה שמח. (ש)
4: Just what May prophets have The string strong The whole menorah I light I am so tall Taller than all And every Hanukkah night The window, the window We light it in the window On Hanukkah We all put the menorah In the window The window, the menorah In the window a Hanukkah We all put the menorah In the window Some light candles Some light oil Where everyone will pass They place the menorah Outside the door And windows made of glass The window All right.
3: let <laughs>
0: J.M. and the A.M. Rami Adid in company with uh, Candles, uh, the uh, single done by uh, Cecilia Margolis. Before that, the cast of Hooked on Hanukkah with Yavanim. Uncle Maishi's the window from his Hanukkah CD. Yeah, Uncle Maishi has a Hanukkah CD and a good one. And don't forget, Uncle Maishi's in concert. Or I should say, he's in a big circus with some amazing stars at Shulamit High School this coming Monday for... Uh, Two performances. Monday, two performances on Gomayshi. Check it out online, on Gomayshi.com, jewishtickets.com, Tickets.com, etc., etc. In the Flatbush, Brooklyn. Yeshiva Boys were in there with the Hanukkah medley, Jonathan Rimberg with the Hanukkah song. Lots of Hanukkah music for an Arab Shabbos Hanukkah here at JM and the AM on this haftet in November, the 29th day of November. If you're not sure why that day is significant, ask your teacher. Why is the 29th of November a significant day in Jewish history? A big thank you to those in the Jersey City and Hoboken area who have Hanukkiyot, who have beautiful Hanukkah menorahs in different places around here, around our home base in Jersey City. Uh, some beautiful Hanukkiyot out there. And it's much appreciated, all the uh, rabbis and community leaders who go around and make sure that the, uh, Hanukkah lights are burning brightly in so many different places. And in so many public places as well. A big thank you to all of them. And a big, uh, a big shout out to Aaron Schechter and his staff at Adorama. I can imagine on a Hanukkah Black Friday what they are going to short Black Friday. <laughs> Not only is it Hanukkah, it's a short Black Friday. Uh, as Black Friday, I guess, always is, right? Um, so I can only imagine what they're going through today. So They may be in already. I don't even know if they're on their way still to work. They may be at work already, but whatever the case, a big shout-out to our friends at Adorama who are getting ready for a serious day, a short day, but a serious day on a West 18th Street in New York City. Um, a reminder that the Orthodox Jewish Forum of Edison and Highland Park presents the Yoetzet Halacha. Professor Nahama Price, instructor of Jewish Studies and Bible at Stern College and graduate of the Oetzit Fellows Program, Rabbi Kenneth Alman, Rabbi of the young Israel of Flatbush, past president of the RCA and dean of the United States, Uatzot Halacha, Fellows Program of Nishmat, uh, happening this coming uh, Shabbat. excuse me, a-, a week from now. Next Shabbos, Dece- next Saturday night, excuse me, next Saturday night, December the 7th at 8 p.m. at Congregation Avas South 1st Street, in Highland Park, New Jersey, the uh, program is sponsored by Linda Moed Cohen and Hillel Cohen and uh, Lonnie and Alan Kay. Uh, information: Go to orthodoxjewishforum.org, dot org. dot org. And I want to toss in a mazel tov to Leora Cohen and Sam Schiff of Highland Park, a recently engaged couple. Want to wish them a very special mazel tov. Again, reminder: the Oetzat Halaha Halacha. Event with uh, Professor Nachama Price and by Kenneth Alman, congregation Avasachim in Highland Park Saturday night, December seventh, beginning at eight p.m. Thirty-one degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of thirty-nine. It's the second day of Chanukah, Erev Shabbos Chanukah, Rosh Chodesh. We will bench Rosh Chodesh tomorrow. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Tuesday and Wednesday, so it starts Monday night. Rosh Chodesh Teves will be Tuesday and Wednesday. A reminder from all of us here at JM in the A.M. We are minutes away from our weekly update. Malcolm homeline is scheduled to join us, talk about Iran and a whole bunch of other stuff. Malcolm homeline the weekly update scheduled to take place at 7.40 this morning right here at JM in the A.M. Yeah.
4: around. If you want it, got to live it, got to eat it, got to breathe it, head dive right in and you can have it, give it a chance and you will love it.
0: Is that the great Ben Schenker? Oh, yes, it's the great Ben Schenker. Haneros Halalu here at JM in the AM, filling the morning and really filling all these days with amazing Hanukkah music here at JM in the AM. Uh, that, is the, uh, that is one of the great... Um, and nigunim from Ben Schenker for a Hanukkah Before that, Sam Glazer with Nes Gadol from his Rockin' Hanukkah Review. He had that song, A Hanukkah to Remember. Very nice selection here at JM in the AM. And uh, before that, Ramiyah did in company with the candle song here at JM in the AM. I want to uh, remind everybody and thank our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to enthusiastically recommend to all of their readers our live stream, especially during Hanukkah, um, when people are just thirsting and starving for great Jewish content. Hanukkah time. It's amazing what this holiday has become. And uh, for so many, even those who are not necessarily running to light candles on time in their home. And uh, uh, JewishWorldview.com provides amazing articles, great commentary, really an amazing uh, array of uh, different items you could print out before Shabbos and just spend uh, all your free time over Shabbos enjoying and learning from. So check it out, JewishWorldview.com. Um, uh, check them out online. Become a uh, subscriber. And you will benefit from it. J.M. in the AM at 14 minutes before the hour, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 39. And Malcolm line with a weekly update in just a moment. And a reminder that the Fire Commissioner of New York City, Sal Kasano, will join us. This is a big Shabbos. It's Erev Shabbos Hanukkah. Uh Big Shabbos, lots of flames, lots of safety concerns. We'll speak with him coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. And everybody out there, please use extra caution as we embark on Shabbos Hanukkah, let's make it the safest and most beautiful Chanukah celebration, especially on this Shabbos Hanukkah. And we'll discuss more about safety before we leave the air this morning right here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us for the weekly update here on this Friday, of Shabbos Hanukkah. Mr. Honline, welcome back to JM in the AM. Uh, good morning, so how was your Thanksgiving, Ka? Did you find it uh, unbelievable that this term became so part of the vernacular in this country that the President of the United States used it in the opening part of his Hanukkah message to the Jewish people in America?
8: Uh, it is quite remarkable, but it shows you the power of the Internet, the power of media, that a term... That has no meaning <laughs> can't get such universal acceptance of people using it. And there are many who rightly point out the danger of this kind of uh, machine because it's no longer Thanksgiving, so does that mean that it's no longer the ucka part? Uh, we have to remember it's for eight days, and the significance are, are really not parallel. So this attempt to merge everything you know, it's reflective in those polls that come out where we blur all the differences. And again, I'm not putting down this, uh, I know it was meant to be cute, but I think it takes on, you know, it's like chrismica and things like that that one hears in different times.
0: Yeah, you know, I I forgot about the seriousness of, uh, you know, diluting these things, and yeah, I didn't even think, I just thought it was unbelievable that even he included it in the Hanukkah message, but you're right, there's even greater significance to it. By the way, uh, I do want to remind our audience that on Tuesday, December the 10th, the Five Synagogues of White Plains Israel Action Committee and the Westchester Jewish Council presents the challenges of Israel and American Jewry today. A nuclear Iran, the Palestinians, and the Arab winter, that's Tuesday, December 10th at 7.30 p.m. If you are in that area, make sure uh, to circle your calendar for December 10th because it will be a conversation with Malcolm Honlein, moderated by Dr. Eric Mandel. It's going to be at Temple Israel Center on Old Marinick Road up in White Plains. And for information, you could go to their website or dial 914-948-2800. So we're not the only ones who are begging you to share your opinions regarding Iran and all that. And obviously all the other... Uh, um, events that we find out about, we will uh, tell everybody about. Um, and, and we will get to Malcolm's Hanukkah message coming up before we wrap up this morning. So don't worry about that, folks. He always has a very important message on Erev Shabbos Hanukkah. But, of course, we begin uh, with the uh, with what's been going on uh, over the last uh, many days, really, since we last spoke. Uh, we left the air last week wondering if there would be a deal. And then, of course, over the weekend we found out what type of deal there is, and we need some details from you Mr. Homeline, But here's how I want to begin, because before this deal became official, um, which of course was Saturday night, Sunday morning, depending where in the world you are, uh, before it became official, the New York Times, and I apologize to all those who refer to it as the New York Slimes and really hate the fact that I'm quoting them so often in recent weeks, but they're an important benchmark when it comes to how the media covers things out there. The New York Times on Saturday morning of last week had an opening paragraph analyzing the situation regarding the P5 plus one and the negotiations in Geneva with Iran. And this, these were, these were the couple of sentences that were used in the opening paragraph of the top story of the paper to explain what the offer was to Iran and why they would go for this deal and why it's so beneficial to everybody who's involved to go ahead with this deal and Malcolm if you just listen to what I have to say if there's any way you could at least explain this to me uh, what what the thinking is behind those who are behind these negotiations the Times writes in its delicate negotiations with Iran over freezing its nuclear program the Obama administration is gambling that the gradual relaxation of punishing sanctions will wet Tehran's appetite for greater economic relief, inducing the country's leaders to negotiate a further deal to roll back its nuclear progress. Now, usually one thinks that you have to be tougher in order to get what you want. Here they're easing up in order to whet the appetite of the other side to eventually get what they want. Does this arrangement does this philosophy does this strategy make sense
8: it, it, it makes sense that uh, you know it's such a complicated uh, process and we only are learning now the superficial aspects we haven't yet gotten to the guts of it and that was reflected in the report that um, we heard, read where the Zarif the foreign minister, as he arrived back, started saying, well, what the Americans have put up is not true. What the Americans are saying about the deal isn't true. And there were other accusations, you know, about the sides lying and then reinterpreting already what they say and what they commit to and how they declared it a victory and that this is, you know, absolutely typical of the Iranian negotiating style of how they will put up a public front and then behind the scenes will be already conspiring on how to avoid and and to uh, bypass any of the the restrictions and and the current uh, agreement. But the problem is that when one goes back and looks at the actual document, I think the Iranian interpretation looks more correct than the one that was publicly announced and the talking points that were posted by the uh, State Department. You're right, that's
0: why I'm asking more from the United States point of view, not from the Iran point of view. Does it make sense? Is it logical? I read this over and over trying to figure out, is it logical that one can whet the appetite of the, of the other side that wants to destroy you that, to, to reduce their economic sanctions, to get their economy to prosper, and therefore follow the Talmudic logic? They're going to go ahead and make an even better deal that the U.S. would be satisfied with.
8: Yes, it's, it's, but, but understand that they will make a deal on paper. Right. It doesn't mean that that's going to be the reality. And, and the, the logic, again, we, we approach this with Western minds, that think about things in every aspect differently. And you said the Hanukkah message, you know, when you talk about time, as their sense of time is very different than ours. They will wait. They have patience. They, they say if it takes a thousand years, they can wait. They don't mean it, but they, they want, they're willing to, to bypass an immediate benefit. We want everything now. We want everything immediately. We have no patience for things lasting eight days. Nobody has time for eight days right now. And for, for the, the Iranians, they look at this deal and they say, we need relief from, from the sanctions. They, they don't pay a price in this deal. They don't have to dismantle one centrifuge. They don't have to deal with the issue of weaponization and missile delivery, so they can go ahead with that. They can continue research and development. They can do things in secret locations that we may not know. The deal itself doesn't go into effect for probably six weeks, I would say. So the understanding that everybody had that it's already begun, that the six months have begun, is not so. First, the IEA has to check that the Iranians are complying, which is good. But on the other hand... There are a lot of details that have yet to, to be worked out. and if you and what, what's important, again, is to look at it from their perspective, your question is, uh, it really goes to the heart of a lot of what we're dealing with right now. But when the Zarif, the foreign minister who negotiated this, uh, said that the text twice explicitly says that Iran will have an enrichment program, that it will, be, will continue and be part of any agreement now or in the future. Now, when the Canadian government comes out and is deeply skeptical and they say, we're not going to give up on the sanctions because this deal does not offer the kind of assurances uh, that, that we want, there are many aspects. It's, it's, every sentence has to be parsed, and we've been trying to go through it to look at this versus what was put out in the talking point so that the Iraq uh, plutonium reactor is in fact a dangerous place and will continue to be a dangerous place. And they said, well, they can only build roads, we were told, and nothing else. Now we're told they can put on roofs, they can do other things, uh, uh, building the walls, they just can't put the inside in. And if anything, they have to build a light water reactor, which in the end they may be willing to do because they could produce enough uranium uh, for and don't need the plutonium for, for a bomb. Or on the other hand, they will just... Uh, Keep the facility there and be able to convert it whenever uh, as they want so we have to see what the final uh outcome and and the u.s uh, secretary kerry says look this is a 1st phase test we, ha- we will see if they've up to commitments that everything we've done is reversible but once you start breaking the psychological let alone the economic restrictions of sanctions once you have a situation like the auto show where nobody had signed up in tehran and now, all of a sudden, everybody's there because that's one of the things that's exempted. Well, you, you already see the change that's taking place, and that's hard to turn around. And you look at what's happening in the region. Uh, not only do you see the Sunni-Shiite divide, which I've constantly pointed out is really at the heart of much mm-hmm. of what is happening, right. but but the, the, the uh, steps that they will take will also be different. You
0: Uh, can't go back. That same article, and it's funny you say the word psychological, because it says in that same article, by changing the psychology around the world, the opponents to the plan argue that the roughly $100 billion in remaining sanctions will gradually be whittled away. That's why uh, many people don't understand, historically, the significance of what the P5 plus one did last weekend, because they've taken a situation where essentially there were no formal really any type of fruitful negotiations between uh, between Iran and the Western world for the last what thirty plus years, and and they've completely changed the whole dynamic of it.
8: There have been uh, negotiations, uh, if you remember, uh, almost all the time. Uh, some of it clandestine, as we learned, and some of it uh, more open. But the we had negotiations where uh, Rouhani, the new president, everybody's touting. Uh, is was the negotiator, and he wrote a book telling how he lied right. and obfuscated. And, and uh, during the, those negotiations, to went on for many years with the European Three, uh, representing the Western powers, came to nothing.
0: So, well, how would you put it? Not negotiation, but we never had a formal agreement? Is that what you would say?
8: Yeah, absolutely. Right. But uh, I, And to go to the point of it, if you read what uh, Khamenei has said, and that is don't be fooled by your smiling partners by the smile of the people you negotiate with. And that's exactly what's happening to us. Zarif puts on a smile, I mean, Rouhani. When we forget all of his history, it it covers over, and saying it's delivered, but that's the net result. And you you end up with a, a, a situation where we have legitimized a regime that has executed hundreds of people since Rouhani came into power, continues all of their terrorism support, Expands their role in Syria, and I and I would bet that they earn themselves through this either by agreement or by fact a seat at the Syrian negotiations. Uh, uh, we learn about all the secret talks that took place that, that people did not know about that went on for for months, uh, and that uh, Israel found out about through their own uh, uh, sources, as did uh, Great Britain or, or France actually even earlier, and. I had heard about it, and I asked whether there were talks. Unfortunately, I, I used the specific name, I guess, and that they could say no to that, but
0: yeah. <laughs> not,
8: not to the uh, real reality.
0: Is, is that something that you, you would not have told us about that, correct? Even if you were told, you would not have told us about that. Right. Okay. Um, breaking news overnight. This uh, nuclear facility in Iran that uh, suffered the damage of an earthquake, and eight people were killed, plus many injured. Is that the main facility in Iran?
8: That was, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, there are, are three facilities that we deal with. Natanz and Fordo are two, plus Iraq, which is the plutonium. Plus, there are other facilities, I believe. And uh, so they have everything redundant. One of the things they learned is that from uh, multiple
0: locations. Time, Pardon me? Multiple locations. Multiple
8: locations back up. So you got 20,000 centrifuges in place. They can continue to enrich no matter what. And they will just keep this, the, the centrifuges spinning. And under the agreement, by the way, they're now allowed to put in new ones, but they are allowed to replace any that burn out. So, yes, rather than right. cutting the number, and, and uh, there is a limitation, but the the fact is that the and the stockpile is not supposed to be increased.
0: There are loopholes everywhere,
8: and we, and maybe during the six weeks they can increase. Right. When does the when does the measure of the stockpile that can't be surpassed begin? Right. And if you look at what they say, the agreement, and if you look at the actual text, it says on the 20% uranium that some of it will be destroyed but, uh, or gotten rid of, and some of it will be converted into gas, which, by the way, can be reverted back to, to its
0: dangerous form. Um, so the one that did get hit with the earthquake, you would say, it was one of these significant facilities in Iran. Yeah, absolutely. America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Malcolm Homeline is with us. Weekly update here on this Haftet bin November. Significant date in Jewish history. If you don't know why, ask your teacher today or research it yourself. And if need be, I'll announce it before the end of the show. But it is the 29th of November, what we or what they refer to in Israel as Haftet bin November. Speaking of Israel, by the way, and it was. Uh, uh, quite a news week, uh, so so much of it dominated by the uh, passing of Arik Einstein, who we know is a significant figure in Israeli history. I'm wondering if that distracted Israel from what was going on with these negotiations with Iran. It's with, with Iran, It certainly didn't dis- dis- distract Prime Minister Netanyahu, who came out with some very strong statements uh, in reacting to um, uh, the deal. He called it a, hi- a historic mistake. And and you know what people ask me this week? It's funny because... Um, Knowing you'd be on, of course, uh, and I know what people's intentions are with this, but they're so curious if any other U.S. administration, in your opinion, would have been behind this deal. If a secretary of state from another president would have been behind this deal, I don't know if you're even comfortable answering that in any type of definitive manner. But the reaction of the prime minister was very interesting. In fact, we have a report here. This came from a member of Knesset who, of course, remained anonymous. The prime minister made it clear to the most powerful man on earth that if he intends to stay the most powerful man on Earth, it's important to make a change in American policy, because the practical result of his current policy is liable to lead him to the same failure that the Americans absorbed in North Korea and Pakistan and Iran could be next in line. That was the message conveyed by Prime Minister Netanyahu to President Obama in a private telephone call Sunday to discuss the interim deal on Iran's nuclear program. Senior Israeli lawmaker in Netanyahu's coalition said this to the Jerusalem Post. Do you think, Malcolm, that it was this harsh and Netanyahu really let the president have it?
8: Well, I wasn't on the call, and I don't think this uh, official you referred to was on the call. He was, uh, I think, conveying the essence of what been said, if the exact words had been used. There have been harsh exchanges over uh, uh, the last couple of weeks. By the way, the same kind of sentiment was expressed by, an Arab, uh, by Arab leaders in the in the last few days about America's role in the Middle East and what the future role will be. Subs-
0: specifically Saudi Arabian Arab leaders?
8: That kind of Arab leader. But, uh, look, they've been saying a lot of things, both privately and pro- pro- publicly and privately, even though some of them have come out subsequently with a more moderate approach, let's say, to to the a deal, a very skeptical uh, but somewhat supportive uh, after numerous conversations. But I know in private and in, in reality they're all looking to make sure that they're going, not going to be left behind and are working on their own uh, nuclear deal. So I think what, what the message here is that you have to look at this long-term, that while you may feel that you accomplished something with a short-term deal, and it may have, it, it certainly it puts, you know, keeps them at where they are right now. At most, maybe it puts the breakout point a month or two months by most uh, estimates uh, back, but not, not more than that. Um, so, and, and Iran is not many months away from having a bomb. So there you can sit back at this point and say, okay, you know, we can... Get relief from the sanctions, which is the most important thing, and the pressure from internal uh, the population has been demanding of them, and still not have to sacrifice that they can come out and say we are a nuclear power guys. We're we're there. This is a recognition of it. We have uh, haven't lived up to any of the conditions of the Security Council resolutions, like dismantling the whole all of their centrifuges, getting rid of all of their stockpiles, and then negotiating where they can get it from, what kind of facilities can exist. Here it's a recognition of the reality of what is, and probably what will be.
0: Right. A moment ago you mentioned how certain Arab countries are reacting in an almost similar way to however Prime Minister Netanyahu, you know, exactly reacted to the President of the United States. Is Israel now going to get into a very... I don't know historically unusual alliance with certain countries that they've never had common ground with before specifically to figure out how to deal with Iran.
8: I would not exaggerate it, uh, although obviously it's significant talked about it. Um, I think that the you know this is a temporary alliance. they, they have seen increasingly, and especially with the Sunni Shiite divide, that they' the Sunni that is have seen that Israel is an ally in this and that Israel's the source of stability in the region, etc and that, the, as uh, Prince Alawi, uh, not always reputed to be a great friend of ours, said that Israel's not the problem, Ter- Iran is the problem and the, and the danger in the region. Uh, there's uh, all sorts of reports of, of uh, let's say, clandestine exchanges and visits and talks about Air Force bases. I would take some of that with a grain of salt, not to jump on all over it. But the fact is that there is... In view of not only this but also the changes in the region, uh, re-evaluation are a part of many of them, and I've heard it directly from leaders of uh, countries in the Middle East uh, who who talk about Israel as being the only hope against Iran. And right. many of them feel, by the way, that they're far more vulnerable to Iran than than Israel is.
0: The question is, if the United States would not cooperate with what Israel feels must be, you know, inevitable action they have to take against Iran. Would it be possible to form an alliance with neighboring countries that would shore up Israel's ability to go and militarily do what they need to do in Iran?
8: I would say it's possible that there will be cooperation, but clandestine, you won't see countries getting up at the United Nations and applauding Israel's <laughs> membership, and <laughs> dropping sure. their opposition and putting on the show. Uh, but we know that, that even on the Palestinian issue, that privately what they say is not what they say publicly, but they have to, you know, they do what they have to do. And that's been traditionally the, the approach to
0: international affairs. By the way, I'm at a dinner this past Sunday night. A prominent American Orthodox rabbi, and I wouldn't bring it up if it wasn't from a source like this, a prominent American Orthodox with great ties to the administration in Israel, says to me that Bibi is behind this deal. Is it possible that Prime Minister Netanyahu, because of the long term, was encouraging this type of arrangement with Iran? No. <laughs> Why would someone say that? Why would they ruin their credibility and say something like that? Well,
8: I think that, uh, I mean, I've seen this theory uh, postulated before, but it's, it's uh, this is not the deal. If he was going to accept something, this isn't it. And the you know the idea that this is good cop bad cop and the way to get the Iran right. to agree to it was if Israel opposes it if Israel supported it of course they would never sign on to it but I think that that goes a couple steps too far the the reality on the ground is what what we have to keep uh, uh, watching and we have to use these next six months to make sure what the outcome will be you know the, the, there are a lot of shifting sands uh, right now. The, uh, the opposition within Iran, instead of coming from the people who are, who are celebrating this deal because they think it's going to bring them relief, they'll be, I think, a little bit surprised when they find out that the sanctions remain in place and mm. only in certain areas were they removed, so the economic impact on the people will continue. I mean, he doesn't worry about it because he has his own real estate empire worth $95 billion that he stole from the people. Uh, so the the opposition is coming now from the Iran Revolutionary Guard, and reports that they want to take steps to you know overthrow the the regime. We'll also, we'll see what happens on other fronts that will impact where Iran, what Iran's position will be.
0: If you don't mind reiterating, because I'm not sure I understood, so so the Iranian people will likely not feel the impact of the easing of these sanctions.
8: Not broadly, when you oh. have 30% unemployment. They will in the petrochemical and auto industries.
0: Why the price of oil is going to go up or down?
8: Uh, oil w- will stay more or less the same because Iran wasn't that big a factor. But uh, because the, uh, the sanctions on petrochemicals, sales of ke- petrochemicals, gold refining, and, um, and the sale of gold, and uh, what was the third thing? Oh, auto kits that, that for the auto industry. Those are the sanctions that were relieved, as well as some several billion dollars in frozen funds that will be uh, released. Although during this time, the sanctions will still deprive Iran of a much larger amount of money. But in terms of jobs, it will begin and it will bring in, as, uh, as we noted with all the auto companies, the oil companies are back there negotiating uh, it will bring jobs to a to partial popu- uh, part of the population, but the, others, the banking and other uh, restrictions still remain in place, including the cap on their oil exports.
0: You know there's a rumor that the United States and Hezbollah are now in negotiations?
8: Through London, there is
0: such a report. And that would be a first in terms of the West sitting down with Hezbollah or not?
8: I think that there are all the time things going on. Uh, I would not be surprised if it were true that there were some talks because of the Syrian situation, and they know know that in order to get a deal in Syria, which is a major target, you know, they have the conference coming up, um, it would involve having to have Hezbollah go along. But Hezbollah is not a free agent. Hezbollah is a tool of Iran. So, again, there are a lot of these reports. We're going to see more and more of it. Some of them will be true.
0: I see a report now. Iran sees implementation of nuclear deals starting by early January. <laughs> and I'm sure by the time we get there, it'll be early February.
8: Well, And and the question is, what happens in the six months? What if we right. don't make a deal? Does it get extended another six months? That's another point that Netanyahu said that it, you know, you really have to come to hard lines. And yeah. you know, Kerry is going to the Middle East this week, this coming week. Uh, the idea is that, uh, and the president said that they would consult with Saudi Arabia and Israel, et cetera, to talk about what has to be included in the... In the final uh, in the final agreement, that this is only a first step, and that it's gotten them to the point where they're negotiating uh, an agreement. And if people feel the uh, benefit of the release of some of these uh, restrictions, that they're going to demand more. That's uh, some of the thinking. But but the truth is that the decisions not the people's. The decision is the government's. Now we'll see. Will they really cooperate with the International Atomic Energy Agency? will they how many times do we catch them cheating and will we just dismiss these things as minor violations so we don't understand that this is part of the modus operandi, and that this is all a setup because they're going to emerge from this declaring that they are a nuclear power this is north korea this is the experience we've had with them all along and uh, i think that that we have to monitor every single aspect of this, be skeptical of anything they say or disbelieve everything they say and let them prove it. It was interesting that while the same day that this was going on, that 60 planes were in Israel from Greece and Italy and the United States doing joint maneuvers, uh, an operation called uh, Blue Flag. And uh, the report is that there's going to be very extensive U.S.-Israeli war games the day after the deal is signed. I, I, again, would not Yet, yeah, bet that that was the
0: case. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if I should hope that there would be or would not be.
8: Listen, it's going on all the time. U.S.-Israel military cooperation is actually very good. Everybody extols it. They all talk about it. Um,
0: so then, the United States administration can never dismiss the possibility of cooperating with Israel in action in the Middle East. They can never take it completely well, if you off you the look table.
8: At the chief of staff, Mc, said that if Israel takes action, we will live up to our obligations. But at the same time, we see many reports that. the uh, Prime Minister has been pressed by the President and it's going to be very hard while the Negotiations are going on to carry Out an attack unless some Specific revelation You know comes back uh, And they, they Will do show things they'll invite IEA inspectors to at yeah, things And they sure. will highlight all this stuff But it doesn't mean anything In the end unless The permanent agreement is such That it, it really has such Safeguards you cannot open any door that iran won't just march through and it's it's legitimacy has already been restored yeah. in the international community you will see iran playing much more of a role and that they are they rightly claim that their isolation has ended that they are now uh, back into the in the middle of the international community.
0: You know what it reminds me of when you talk about the IEA visiting? Uh, I, I hate to say it, and it's a chilling example, but a, a reminder of the Red Cross visiting the camps during World War II, right? Mm-hmm. When they were invited in to, uh, to, to see the show place, and, yeah. uh,
8: the propaganda films about how wonderful life was. How come nobody talks about the executions? execution? Somebody, nobody is tying this to the terrorism network, and what does, what does the deal have to do to end that? Uh, again, you know, just read what Khomeini says. Do not trust the enemy who smiles at you. They learned the lesson. They're doing it.
0: All we got to do is listen to him. <laughs> and
8: listen, to, but that's the point. It's exactly right, Nachum. And how many times do we say you got to listen to what these guys say? They tell you what they're going to do. Look, read the words of the of the head of this parliamentary committee. If you read the the uh, repudiation, really, of the deal, in essence, that this guy. Um, uh, and it's online, and people can read it. And i will take the time now to go through it in detail. But uh, it's it's amazing because he says, look, you know, don't don't be fooled by this deal. He's talking to the Iranian people, but it's also a message to the West. And we just constantly don't take these things seriously enough. They tell us what they're going to do.
0: No question about it. By the way, did any reaction surprise you in the aftermath of the uh, uh, the deal last weekend? Obviously, BB, you know, that's not a surprise. Some of the Arab states. You mentioned but any member of the Obama administration, a congressional member, a uh, prime minister or president of another country, anything surprise you? Or, or were you happy with anyone's specific uh, reaction to the deal?
8: Well, I think Senator Schumer and some other members of the Senate came out appropriately uh, skeptical uh, and saying that they believe that we have to move ahead with the legislation. Uh, angered by part of it, especially finding out about the secret negotiations, which Congress was not informed about. Um, but um, uh, I, I don't know what the course of the legislation will be. It, it is likely, I think, that we may end up with a bill uh, that will say that it goes into effect in six months, and it would take time anyway to, to be able to implement it. Uh, and if at the end of six months the Iranians have actually, by some miracle, complied and, and uh, lived up to their agreement, then the sanctions at least serve as a pressure point and get them to understand that, that non-compliance will ha- come with a very heavy price for them. Right now, all they see is that, uh, that they've gained without having to made, uh, make any uh, concessions, and that is certainly the wrong message for these guys. And when they talk about, you know, the continuing construction, they talk about how they they have uh, essentially are putting it, sticking it to the West in this regard. Uh, but again, look at what the chairman of the Parliamentary Committee on Foreign Policy and National Security. We have emerged victorious heroes over the West. That's the message that they're giving to their people. That's the message they send to every terrorist entity, that you can overcome to it. You can overcome. Just be smart. And the West is very gullible. Unfortunately, we are. And these guys have been bazaris for 2,000, 3,000 years. They are so good at it, and they know how to manipulate the situation and manipulate their interlocutors. So, again, I'm not saying that the people are all naive and people don't understand what this is all about. But read how they view it. Read how they... The the situation as a guideline for what we have to do. Do you and, want to see- and the cost all over the Middle East? Look at look at the rise of terrorism now in the West Bank. We have seen that and other things that are, are all part of this climate of permissiveness that will be inspired. Why would why would the uh, Hamas not read uh, Hezbollah not read into this and Hamas not read into this? that, again, you can get away with everything if you're smart.
0: Do you want to see the rhetoric on the pro-Israel street uh, tempered a bit? Do you do you not like to hear people run around saying how the, you know, President Obama has sold Israel down the river? Is there a different way to put that, or if that doesn't bother you so much?
8: No, it does bother me. Not, not so much the, the message. The words do matter. The American people don't want to see their president, even if they don't like him and don't trust him, as the majority don't right now. Uh, but they don 't want their president uh, this abroad. they can do it here at home very well right. they uh, and and uh, I will tell you that we also have to remember first of all they 're going to be in power for three more years. Second, the United States and Israel need each other on many other grounds. We just saw this week the u n passed six anti israel resolutions, and uh, that the continued campaign against israel and and the u s is one of you not sometimes the only ally who really stands uh... with israel in in this time uh... and it is unbelievable that one of the resolutions condemns israel's treatment of the syrian people here they may have three million refugees a million children amongst them eleven thousand children killed and uh... and they're talking about israel's treatment while israel's hospitals are treating the syrians who are escaping the massacre in syria just to highlight the the irrationality of of these resolutions but So we shouldn't, you know, think that we can break all ties and we can just dismiss everybody and that there's no consequence for it. Uh, I think that that when you have such an important issue, it's got to be stated clearly. It's got to be confronted. We learned the lessons from the past that you don't dismiss it And whatever the price ultimately will be. We have to do what we need to do. But the question is how you phrase it, how you deal with it. Don't think you can burn every bridge right away. This is a long-term battle. This is not that we are engaged in. This is not going to go away. This is a fight for the next six months or eight months uh, for the first phase and then for the second phase. And if the United States is not taking the lead and if the United States won't fight on these issues, believe me, the Europeans won't be there.
0: And who knows for how long after that, after the six months and the in fact, year?
8: This you're... is a, a long-term uh-huh. And again, I, I would say we should remember that it's not just for Israel. I, I want to see the Arab leaders out there more. I want to see where is everybody else who's going to be endangered, all the Muslim countries of Central Asia, the Europeans who are going to face this, the, Iran's nuclear umbrella before we will. Uh, I want to see where are all these people uh, when it comes to, to speaking out. You know, he, They're right, the Iranians, that they made cosmetic concessions. And that they continue to preserve their primary goal we have to make sure that is not the case we right. cannot emerge from this with iran having the nuclear capacity intact you know we, we embolden everybody to challenge us the chinese are doing over their airspace mm-hmm. uh, so many things that remind us of the need to be consistent and stand up and nobody should be able to misunderstand the message that
0: we're send, we, we send on this. All right, uh, very quick Hanukkah message. I don't usually steer your holiday message, Malcolm, but today I just feel the need to. We focus so much on the miracle of the oil, the military, victory, and so many other important aspects of the holiday. Sometimes we forget that probably the most, if not one of the most, uh, that one of the most, if not the most important aspect of the holiday is that uh, Jewish sovereignty and rule over the land of Israel continued for quite a while After the victory, and I think it's an important message for people to remember this Hanukkah.
8: And that it was the result of the feud, that when people get depressed and say, look, the whole world's against us, first of all, that's not true. Second of all, we have a miraculous situation. We have an independent Jewish state that is a world power. That was Netanyahu who drove this. Can you imagine if he weren't there fighting on the front line? This issue would never have been engaged in the way it is. That's right. We would have seen a very different outcome. And while people sometimes are uncomfortable with what he says, believe me, it, it, I can tell you the others. The flip side of it is that without his strong stand, this outcome would have been very different. And and I think he drove the negotiations, uh, at, at least them to to hold back. And the threat of an Israeli strike ha, uh, is what is driving the process as much as the sanctions is what drove. Iran to to the table and I know that people get depressed when uh, they hear the we didn't even talk about some of the increase in, in uh, the violence and in, in you shamron and the right. presence of the Salafi jihadi groups and some of the other things that um, are, are taking place but if you look overall Israel's situation today their national Security Council's annual assessment shows that it's better than it was that the, the number of threats are more limited sure hezbollah remains a threat to Hamas and these things but overall there's no existential threat to israel there's no jewish community not free to leave the country in which it lives for the first time in i don't know two thousand years the 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 situation of jews is really robbing the atmatim that that is the key that jews never did it because we had the majority people behind us we never won because of our own power though we have to have it but the essence is that we, are, that we take the right course, it's Rabin bi'at Ma'atin, Tamein bi'at Dahorim, Rishon bi'at sadikim. If we do the right thing, that we do it in honest and direct ways, and that we remember our responsibilities and have a clear vision of it, and God plays his role, the miracles continue to happen, we just don't take time to recognize them and to celebrate them. It's time that the miracles of those days are happening in our times. We just have to prove ourselves worthy of them, and show that we appreciate
0: them. Phenomenal. Happy Hanukkah, and we'll speak again next week. God willing. Malcolm Holmline is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We are here next week. There will be a weekly update next Friday. It's two Fridays from now uh, that I will be off, but we will be here next week, and then uh, after that break in two weeks we'll pick things up again. Weekly update Friday morning, 7.40 Eastern Time, on the stream at jmnam.org, and, of course, on our stations at our home base is at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, and in Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. J.M. the A.M. Friday on this Arab Shabbos Hanukkah this time, and the Fire Commissioner of New York will join us coming up this time each and every Friday morning, every Arab Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin.
6: Good morning, Nachum. Kederev Shabbos, everybody. And Afrelicha Hanukkah, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Miketz. Before we even take a peek at Parshas Miketz, it's imperative that we understand the concept as to why we cannot use tonight for the Hadlakas near Hanukkah to fulfill the mitzvah of Nir Hanukkah, we cannot use the small colored candles that many people do use throughout the week. The reason for this is as follows: the proper time to light Nir Hanukkah as found in the Shulchan Aruch in Siman Tufresh Ayin Beis, is at the end of Shkia, at the end of the period of sunset known as Hakol Chavim, at the time when the stars come out, which is nowadays in the New York area, approximately 5 o'clock or a few minutes thereafter. Therefore, whenever one lights Ner Chanukkah, there has to be enough fuel, be it oil or candle, to be able to go beyond the five o'clock time for a half an hour, because that is the sh- minimum shiur that we give for the lighting of regel Hanukkah, as is found in the Gemara in Shabbos. And we say that Pursume Nisa, publicizing the miracle, is minimally for a half an hour, after it says, starting at 5. So, all week long, it's not a problem. You light at 5 or after. If a person had to light from earlier, they would have to put in sufficient fuel to be able to burn from 5 until minimally 5.30. So, please God, this afternoon, when we have to light near Chanukah, before we light near Shabbos. So we're lighting near Hanukkah approximately at 4 o'clock. Thus, the Hanukkah has to burn first for an hour from 4 to 5, and then at 5 it has to be able to go, because that is the proper time to light, which we can't do tonight at 5, it's Shabbos, so therefore we have to have sufficient Oil or candle, that should go to at least till 5.30, at least an hour and a half, roughly. Therefore, you cannot use the small colored candles. If you have a menorah that can take Shabbos candles, that's perfect. If you have a menorah that uses oil, make sure that your oil will last at least an hour and a half if you don't have a menorah that can last that long then alpidin you don't need a menorah and i certainly recommend that you get these small tea lights these small discs which you line up 3 tonight on tin foil in on the windowsill Make sure that you do it in a manner in which it is safe. Put a fourth one to the side as the shamash, and that way you can light, and you'll have your mitzvah going for the proper and appropriate time. Parshas Miketz is the parsha whereby the continuation of God's plan. Let's not forget what's happening here. Ultimately, Ger God said to Avraham, in chapter 15, in Beresha, that your children will be strangers in a land which is not theirs. This is being implemented. God is directing history. One of the most exciting aspects of the Parsha is the opening four words, Yomim. It was after two years, and the parsha continues, Uparo Choleim, and Paro dreamt. And we know nobody could interpret Paro's dreams. The butler remembers. Oh yes, there was that Jewish young man with us in jail. Paro summons for Yosef and the rest, as they say, is history. One reading the Chumash could well get the impression, what caused what? Paro dreamt. As a result of Paro's dreaming, you and I would think that this is what caused Yosef to be free. Namely, we have to have someone to interpret Paro's dreams. And the rabbis tell us in the Midrash, Kate's, God put literally an end to the Choshech, to the darkness of Yosef being in Mitzrayim. And because Yosef's extended sentence that God imposed upon him for putting too much trust in the butler at the end of last week's parasha, saying twice to the butler, please remember me, remember me. The exact language said Yosef the following. Oh my. He says, you shall remember me. Where is it? He says, right after he interprets Yosef, the dream of the butler, he says, Kiim me, remember me, and Kartani, mention me to Paro. Because he put too much trust in the butler, God extended his sentence for two years. Now that it's the end of the two years, and Yosef has to come out of jail, how is he going to come out of jail? He's going to come out of jail by the means of Paro dreaming. But it's not Paro's dream that caused him to come out. It's Yosef needing the come out that causes Paro to dream. I believe there's a very powerful connection between the Parsha and Hanukkah. And you might see it in the following way. The Gemara asks, as we're all familiar in Shabbos 21b, my Hanukkah, what is the primary miracle, and we shouldn't forget the military victory of the Rabbim Biyad Maatim of the many in the hands of the few, which we say in the Al But as we light the Menorah, we remember the miracle of the oil. And if you think about it, this miracle of the oil is different from most miracles which God brought on behalf of his nation, Israel. Most miracles are a kind of miracles of salvation. Egyptians were in hot pursuit of the Jewish nation. What's going to happen? God says, leave it to me, and the water splits. So God creates a miracle to save the Jewish people. I have several million people in the desert, and there is no food around, God provides a miracle to save the several million people. The miracle of Hanukkah was not a miracle of salvation. The rabbis are convinced that the whole miracle was unnecessary, because given the majority of the people and the oil were impure. From the letter of the law, we could have lit the menorah with impure oil. The miracle of finding the pure oil, the miracle of that one jar extending not just for one day but for eight days, was God's winking to the Jewish people. It was a miracle of love. It was a miracle of demonstration that I am with you. It was a miracle of showing the special relationship between God and Israel. And what do we find in this week's parasha? Not only the very dreaming that Paro dreams at that, quote, appropriate time, now that Yosef has to get out of jail, but as the Talmud tells us, Brachos 57b that a dream is one sixtieth of Nevua of prophecy God winks in the dream and gives a little bit of prophecy that Yosef is able to then go and interpret. And the very bringing of Yosef, imagine, Yosef is in jail for 10 plus 2, 12 years. And now that he's being taken out of jail, what does the Torah tell us? Literally, that Vayikra es Yosef, Paro calls for, and they call Yosef, Vayiritzuhu min Habor. And literally, they rushed him. They go from one extreme to another. From one moment when he's in captivity to another moment that he becomes literally the second most important person in the world. If that is not a divine wink, I don't know what is. And so, what's happening In the parsha, is God showing his hashkocha pratis, his involvement in Yosef and in the Jewish nation in bringing about the prophecy and fulfilling it, which he gave to Abraham. And I believe that this is exactly what each of us has to realize when we are privileged to light the menorah. We say in the Anero Salalu, we're not permitted to get benefit from these lights, because after all, we should remind ourselves, they lit candles... Every single night, they didn't have electricity. If they wanted to see what was for dinner, they lit candles. If they wanted to do any reading at nighttime, they lit candles. So, Manish Tana, what's going to be different about lighting a candle on the night of Hanukkah and throughout the week of Hanukkah? Ah, oh, the answer is that, that specifically, the fact that all other candles are lit for the utilitarian purpose, and these candles were lighting for no other reason but the Bilvad But to see them now, I ask you: when you're going to look at your candles tonight, what are you supposed to think about? What are you supposed to see? You can't get any benefit from it. So I'd like to suggest you to see the wink of God. You're to remind yourselves, collectively and personally that as God was with them in their dangerous, challenging times, so is He with us. He's with us collectively. We go and we look at Eretz Yisrael, al surrounded by, nothing's changed, and He is Shomer Yisrael. He protects us. You look and you see how B'li Ayin as a nation we are progressing. Yes, we have our challenges as the report uh, indicated. And yes, we have to be ever mindful and reach out to our brothers and sisters and to make sure that they are brought in to the Jewish fold. But... It's Hanukkah that reminds us that God has not, will not ever forsake His people. Ani Hashem, says the Navi Malachai, the very last Navi, Lo I have not changed. And you, the Jewish people, are still here. When you see the menorah tonight, pinch yourself, because the menorah, menorah, demonstrates the survival of the Jewish people. Stand at the menorah, and tonight you can't take notes, but please God, after Shabbos, start taking notes, and go around and ask the children, come on, tell me, when is the last time God winked at you? And I don't have to tell you, we see this every single day, that you meet the right person just at the right time. You see it every single day. A little thing, that you open the book exactly where you need it to. It's not just in the big things in life. Try to see even the small things in life as well. And by appreciating these smaller quotes, the Ramban teaches us our noting, observing, celebrating and commemorating the larger, greater miracles, the wows of the one day's oil to eight days, is to remind us of that very small but constant winking that He provides for us daily. Shabbat Shalom and a meaningful Lichtaka Taka
0: J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning. That's Rabbi Yudin. We thank Rabbi Yudin for his amazing words regarding the holiday of Hanukkah. It is an honor to welcome the uh, Fire Commissioner of the FDNY, the Fire Department of the City of New York. Sal Casano is uh, with us live via telephone here at J.M. in the A.M. Mr. Commissioner, thank you for joining us. Great to have you back on the air.
9: Good morning. How are you today?
0: Everything is wonderful. How was your Thanksgiving
9: It was very good. It was a little cold out there watching the parade, but uh, we got home and and sat down and had a very blessed uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, We all warmed up very quickly.
0: Fantastic. Um, Is there a directive? Is there a a department-wide message that goes out on Wednesday afternoon alerting the amazing firefighters of New York City that Hanukkah begins tonight?
9: Well, we, we already know that we've been preparing for the you know, the religious holidays, um, well in advance. So it, it didn't start on Wednesday. We you know we make people aware of it. We have our um, educational literature that we have out there, so people know when the holidays are coming well in advance and, and are prepared and, and understand the uh, religious uh, beliefs of you know all people. And, and are very sensitive to, to that. But we, we're prepared. We, we know our, our firefighters and EMTs and paramedics are well aware the holidays are coming.
0: Right, and that's I, I would guess that that only helps in preparation. If, God forbid, there is some type of episode, some type of incident, a firefighter may ask themselves why on earth would would the source of this fire been in this type of place in the home? Obviously, with the explanation of Hanukkah or any holiday, yeah. uh, it becomes more obvious to them.
9: Absolutely, and you know, and that's why we we have an, an effort all year round uh, to educate the public, uh, you know, in what to do uh, to prevent the fire, which is for us the best thing to do, yeah. uh, and what to do in case you have a fire. And you know, the number one thing we tell people is always oh, have a smoke detector that's working. Uh, in your home, at least one on every level, ensure that it's working, change your batteries twice a year. They've come out with a great smoke detector you know, now that's a 10-year sealed battery so that it lasts for 10 years. You don't have to change your battery. Wow. And it's great. And then, you know, when the lifetime of the detector is coming up, it'll give you a certain chirp or a sound, and it'll tell you that it's time to get a new one. So if you put this type of t- detector in for 10 years, you don't have to worry about changing the battery. It's 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 really... The technology has come a very, very long way. But, again, it doesn't take away from the educational effort that we get out there and and deal with the public daily uh, to remind them of how to have a safe home, how to have a safe uh, workplace, how to keep your family safe from harm. And we have a lot of good partners in it. Certainly uh, my good friends, uh, Rabbi uh, Joseph Petasnik of the Board of Rabbis, we work very closely with them. My good friend Rabbi Jack Meyer from Missicum in Brooklyn, right. uh, who's a real good, very good friend, and, and we work closely to keep the public safe, and, and that's how we developed this partnership, so that we get out into the communities and deal with the leaders. Then we get that message out through them, and it's been working. You know, uh, thank God our fight. That's a very low. Yeah. Someone
0: someone mentioned to me that in addition to the fire deaths, thank God, going in the direction statistically that they are. Someone mentioned to me that uh, carbon monoxide calls to your department are way down. Is that also a? Uh, yes,
9: pro- you know, again, people. Uh, we have many more detectors. It's a law; you have to have one now. Right. But people are, are aware uh, of you know certain different sounds and. And, and again, the technology is so much better that, you know, when they first were installed, they were, uh, you know, a little maybe, I don't want to say more sensitive, but people were more sensitive to the sounds. And and now they know you still got to change your battery in these types of devices, and and there's a a lifespan on each of the detectors, so you have to get rid of them also, five to seven years. And, you know, it's, it's really, you know, heartening to realize that people know that for a very small price, for the, that a detector would cause both carbon monoxide and smoke. You, your family, your friends will be so much safer. And that's our number one job is to keep the people safe.
0: Well, no question about it. Sal Cassano, the fire commissioner of the FDNY, is with us live via telephone as we are celebrating Hanukkah. Uh, obviously, a um, a big concern that everybody take extra precaution. You know, Fridays in general is a big day when it comes to cooking and candles and everything else in Jewish homes. Commission, so so there's a lot of reminders out there. But one of the most important things is people have to study in advance where they're putting those candles. You're always concerned about drapes and Venetian blinds and unsteady tables and and places where where if someone walks by, they would easily you know the the table or the uh, menorah itself would easily collapse. Uh, all those things are of great concern to you.
9: Absolutely, you know. Again, we don't want to take people's, uh, you know, religious uh, beliefs and, and religious customs out of their life. That I mean, we we know how important it is. So that's why we try to get as much information out to the public. Like you know, for, and for instance, candle flies. They've always been around. It they're they're down. We just seem to have recently had a, a spate of. Candle fires, mm. but we we tell people use sturdy candle holders. You know, make sure that uh, they're uh, non-combustible glass or metal. Uh, don't use one with shades. Uh, place the candles four feet away from curtains or draperies, blinds. Uh, place definitely place candles out of the reach of small children or pets. We've seen pets knock knock over candles in the past, and don't leave burning candles unattended. Uh, make sure that people's you know, you know when you near to, your hair is always right. uh, t- up you know, right. out, of, out of the way. And, and the same thing with long sleeves uh, and, you know, baggy uh, clothing. Right. Uh, stay away from candles with them. And, again, um, they they can be safe if they're used in a safe way, uh, but just keep them out of the reach of children and pets. And, again, when, when, when people are searching for Hamas, Keep the cans away from the bedding, the
0: tablecloths, Wait, clothing. Wait a second, Commish. Everyone's going to panic now thinking Passover is right around the corner. Oh, nope, <laughs> nope. You, we're, we're, you, we're, hitting,
9: we're hitting all holidays here.
0: You know, you know what kind of panic goes through the community if they think that Pesach is right around the corner? Uh,
9: well, listen, I don't get on as often as I'd like to, so I want to get that message out for all year round.
0: Uh, well, you're right, but I, I think we've already established a tradition that you're going to join us then as well. By the way, you know there's a lot of frying going on in hot oil this holiday. Right. It's Hanukkah after all. So people have to be concerned about that and keeping yeah. little little kids away from it. And also, Commissioner, if you don't mind uh, agreeing with me on this one tonight. A lot of people, because, of course, we want the candles to burn until they go out, but at the same time, it's Shabbos Chanukah, which means a lot of people are going to be visiting others this evening and you know going over for dinner maybe to someone else's home. You don't want unattended flames. You don't want people leaving their house or apartment tonight and leaving a flame unattended, right?
9: Absolutely not.
0: Simple That's, as that.
9: One of our big educational purposes is to tell people don't leave candles unattended. You think it's it's innocuous? It's not. You never know what can happen, even even with, a, with candles that are on some sort of a protective device. I'm not comfortable telling people that they can leave them. We tell them, please, they they can burn down when you're home, but just don't leave them unattended. Uh, we've been to so many fires in the past where people did that and didn't understand the right. gravity of the situation. And I You know, it's getting out there, but. Everybody wants to take a chance and say it's okay,
0: Commissioner Cassano, I can't thank you enough. You're an amazing friend of every community and neighborhood in New York City. Uh, the Fire the the firefighters are incredible. You know what your staff is all about. Oh you, yes. You have an you have an amazing, amazing, incredible people working for you, and uh, I know that from our community, uh, what you and your department does is so much appreciated. So thank you so much. I wish you a season's greetings, great holiday season, thank and it should so be a, it should be a very safe one for all of us.
9: Absolutely. If people can go on our website, go to fdny.nyc.gov. They can get all the educational information they need that we spoke about and so much more for different types of events. We love to keep the public safe. It's our job. Firefighters love what they're doing, but the, the, their number one um, mission is to keep people safe. And no we can question. do that all together, working very closely.
3: So no question, Thank man. you so
9: much for allowing me to you know, educate the public a little bit, but they can also go on our website to get all the information we spoke about and much more.
0: Ah, God bless you. Thanks thank so much for so joining much. us. There he is, Sal Cassano, Fire Commissioner of the FDNY. A big thank you to Yankee Meyer, who again arranged for the Commissioner to be with us this morning and to give amazing safety tips and just increase the awareness out there. Let's make it the safest holiday, the safest Hanukkah ever. And uh, that's around the world. Hey, it's the Fire Commissioner of New York. Everybody around the world could heed his advice, of course. It's New York City, you know, the big New York City. If you're listening from some remote place on the globe, that's the fire commissioner of New York City. Uh, By the way, on the subject of safety and what you need to know on the Friday of Hanukkah, because there's a lot of travel today, a lot of people are visiting friends and relatives for Shabbos Hanukkah, that we know, there's a lot of movement. According to someone who spoke to us this morning, people who left Lakewood, New Jersey, for destinations around Brooklyn, Muncie, wherever they were heading last week, they they could have left at one p.m. and 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 God forbid may have missed. Although I think in the story I heard they just barely made getting to where they had to be for Shabbos. So if you're in remote locations going to far away, not remote locations, but if you're if you're on the on the fringe of our neighborhoods <laughs> and you're heading to places that can that normally take an hour or more to get to, uh, get ready. It's Black Friday. There may be a tremendous amount of traffic. On those roadways. So leave a lot of extra time. You want it to leave at 1. People are suggesting you leave at 11 or 12. Um, and hopefully everybody will get to where they need to get uh, before a Shabbos Chanukah begins, and hopefully with plenty of time. Well, will bench Rosh tomorrow, Rosh Hodesh Teves, will be Tuesday and Wednesday, Erev Shabbos Chanukah JM and the AM.
8: So exciting, we gather together After the lighting, Hanukkah is here Time to celebrate
3: We play dreidel sitting on the
8: floor Yassi brings donuts and sings ma'asur The new men's bring the lakis So hot and delicious The street we sit around the
4: tent. Shira, Shani brings the music, Tova, the streamers. Hanukkah is such a joyous time. We say Al hanisim and howl they too. We thank Hashem for helping us through. We give tzedakah and proudly celebrate. <laughs> We sit around the table, singing al-anissim Mayimimahemahmanazim All the candles and latkes we eat All the donuts, yummy and sweet We sit around the table, singing al knees. In.
0: J.M. in the A.M. Friday morning broadcast on the second day of Hanukkah, and wishing everybody a and Chanukah urim sameach as uh, we just uh, continue to celebrate every single day here at J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning we're back, and I hope that you'll uh, I hope that you'll be here. Listening in starting Monday morning at 6 a.m. Don't forget Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami. I believe it is a repeated Saturday Night Seagull, if I'm not mistaken. JM Sunday with Matis on Sunday of Hanukkah coming up at 7 a.m. Sunday morning on our stream and plenty more. Time to take a Shabbos with journeys at JM in the A.m. The sun is
2: going down, it's shining through the trees. Another week's gone by Become a memory So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Go on home and find a gift, gift That's waiting there for you Oh, it's time to say good is Cause all your work is done Wanna spend the day together with the holy one? Say a special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine. Man and his creator, it's a very special sign. Your candles will Songs of Shabbos Well into the night So throw away your hammer There's nothing left to do Go on home and find a gift That's waiting there for you oh, It's time, time to, to say good Shabbos Cause all your work is done Spend the day together with the Holy One Say special blessing on a cup that's filled with wine Man and His Creator is a very special sign
0: Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdm.org. And that will wrap up an amazing week. And our Erev Shabbos Khanukkah. Final reminder of the morning, candle lighting at 4.11 on this Erev Shabbos Chanukah, And Hanukkah candles are before Shabbos candles, so make sure to uh, get ready early and uh, get started early to do all that before the official Shabbos candle lighting time. Coming up next, we will have our amazing music stream all day until candlelighting on our stream at jamnam.org. Great weekend programming as usual. And, of course, Monday morning we're back starting at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. Have a fabulous Shabbos. Great weekend. Chagurim, Sameach, and Happy Hanukkah to all. Till Monday, Nachum Sigur reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.